0: Welcome to episode one of the Abstract Audio Podcast, the inaugural episode. I'm your host, Derek. Um, If you somehow stumbled upon this, uh, just the fact that you're listening to it, giving me your time, giving me a chance, I appreciate it and I'm forever thankful. So, thank you. Um, All right, so what is the Abstract Audio Podcast? Why Abstract Audio? Uh, abstract audio is just kind of like undefined content, audio content in this case. Um, I also have a YouTube channel by the name of Abstract Aesthetic, um, along with Instagram, that's kind of like the larger brand is Abstract Aesthetic, and then Abstract Audio is just me wanting to do a podcast on the side. Um, talking about shit that interests me um, Mainly focused, I guess, around Sneakers, fashion, clothing in general uh, Pop culture news Basically anything you'll find on the homepage Of a site like Hypebeast Or like High Snobiety um, So why am I starting this? I'm 25 years old I feel like, you know, I'm like an antisocial outcast, and I live in a small town, so I think that really contributes to me feeling this way, because I'm into shit like, as I said, sneakers, clothing, fashion, um, design, architecture, like, I appreciate fucking lighting, like, what the fuck, and you bring that up to anyone in a small town, they're gonna think you're a fucking creep. And it's like, that's cool. But I feel like there's a demographic out there that either is not talking to their friends about this shit or they just don't feel like they have friends that give a shit about it as well. So this is kind of the podcast for you to listen to and talk to that shit. And for that reason, going forward, we're going to have an emphasis on user interaction. Uh, So whether that be comments, Uh, topics to talk about Um, just feedback in general questions whatever you may have there's an email link that I'll give you guys Uh, it'll all be included in the description actually but uh, I've set up an Instagram under the name abstract aesthetic Uh, there's also a Twitter um, under the same name abstract aesthetic and then a YouTube channel that I'll be posting regular content on which will likely be sneaker reviews uh clothing reviews and maybe just uh conversational videos um so you guys can also find me on those platforms uh abstract aesthetic is the overarching brand so abstract audio it's just like a podcast that I wanted to create, having conversations about um, shit that I'm interested in, and I want to try and pump this out regularly for you guys, because I felt like in my listening block, so the the podcasts that I'm always returning to, I feel like there's a void, and maybe I just haven't found it, but a void of a podcast uh, containing content that's like sneakers well sneakers there are quite a few podcasts actually i listen to the sneaker box podcast i listen to um i believe there's one or two others uh the sneaker box one is a regular listen for me though those guys are awesome and then um but there's not a podcast talking about clothing or fashion or uh of course, every, I think every podcast touches on pop culture, but um, there's not really specialized podcasts around that shit, so I'm just going to throw this out there, try and post it regularly for you guys, get your feedback, and um, see what you guys think. So as far as content, I'm going to be scouring Hypebeast and high snobiety. And finding articles that just interest me or inspire a train of thought or a question that I want to pose to you guys. And I'm guessing I'll just run through like 10 to 15 articles. And then I just, I mainly want you guys' feedback. You guys let me know if if there are other sites I should go to. um, Or going forward, you guys even hit me up with articles that you would like for me to talk about. Um, cause I want to talk about shit that interests you guys as well. So with that being said, let's get into the first article. So I'm here on Hypebeast, and the first article that interests me, um, reads: ASAP Bari issues statement about his sexual assault allegation. So if you guys are unaware, ASAP Bari, um, there was a recent video that was on you know making its rounds on instagram on twitter uh... with asap Bari imposing himself on a girl her repeatedly saying no and him continuing and um... now mind you i did not watch the video however i saw t blake commenting on it on twitter and i also just recently watched a video uh... well it was a live stream rather with uh Anthony Fantano responding to a question asked about the situation and so take it with a grain of salt because I feel like you should not talk about your opinion like you don't have a valid opinion until you watch the shit like the excuse that oh it's too fucking harsh like no I feel like you know to do your due diligence and have an informed opinion you need to watch it so with that being said I didn't watch it but I get the gist of it and um so he had Bari had recently issued a statement he was quiet up until now uh I'm recording this on July 13th it's probably been two days maybe a day and a half or so since I had initially heard about the video um And so he released his first statement now in a picture attached to a Twitter post. So it reads, a misleading video clip featuring adult content and activity has been released to the public without my knowledge or consent. Um, Comments about myself or anyone being detained or arrested are false. We have resolved this issue amicably among all parties as adults. We were friends before this and will remain friends afterwards. Being raised by strong women who taught me to respect everyone, I'm disappointed in the situation as well as myself and will reflect on the situation appropriately." Um, guys, this sounds like bullshit to me. Uh, the first comment reads, Sincerely, my lawyer, which is fitting. I I think the guy's full of shit. Um, I don't know who recorded it, but I'm thankful they did, because behind-the-scenes type recordings like this whether they be audio, video, whatever, they tend to show the character that these people aren't showing you on social media. Um, And with that being said, I hope that, you know, I already know Nike's taking 10 steps back. You you know, you can say fucking goodbye to that Air Force One collab. Um, And I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't know what will teach this guy that, that behavior is fucking disgusting. Maybe losing some money will kind of open his eyes. I just always worry that going forward, situations like this don't change the person. They just change how crafty they are about the shit that they're doing. Um, but I don't know. With that said, I do have a V-Lone piece that will be going up for sale very soon. Um... All right, now on to the next article. Uh, that interested me. Round three of Mayweather and McGregor's press tour starts now. Um, so obviously, this is I'm recording this at. It's eleven fifty four at night right now, um, so that's already happened. And I'm a huge fan, as you could imagine, listening to Joe Rogan. Um, I do follow the UFC pretty closely. Uh, I didn't before listening to Joe Rogan, but that seems to be the case with most people. Uh, I am a huge fan of McGregor, uh, just the way that he, he, he's insanely motivational to me on top of him just defying what people say cannot be done. Um, so I'm, he's my pick in the fight, um but I also do appreciate the legacy of Mayweather and I don't think that he's the pussy that everyone calls him like he's just taking the rules of the game that he's playing and he's forming his skill set around them like it's like he's he's playing a different game he's not there strictly for your entertainment um however my pick in the fight is Mayweather, um, talking on the fight in the past press conferences, it's kind of insane that they're having a fucking world tour and selling out arenas for uh, press conferences. Um, from what Dana was saying, I guess they, you know, they only, they're not selling the tickets. They're just, have to, they have to give out the tickets to fill the right amount of seats. Otherwise, everyone would fucking come. But, um... I mean it's fucking insane. This definitely is uh the biggest sports event of our lifetime. Uh un- undeniably in my opinion. Um a couple of things on the fight. I think people are fucking ridiculous, uh or on the press conferences rather. I think people are fucking ridiculous talking about McGregor being racist. I understand you gotta be careful. In the way that you say things, and in, in just the words that you pick, but it, it seems a bit ridiculous. I think people more more often than not nowadays they take what they want to hear and form their narrative around it. Cause otherwise, where have you ever seen uh, McGregor racist? You know, where where else have you seen that? Um. So obviously, I'm I'm alluding to in the second press conference, I believe it was, um, Mayweather was on stage dancing and it was his turn to talk cause uh, you know, uh, McGregor had already taken his turn to talk and he was sitting down and Mayweather was dancing and Connor makes the comments, dance for me boy, dance for me. And I understand that's probably not the best choice of words But to say he's, like, this fucking crazy racist seems ridiculous to me. And so in today's press conference, he doubled down on that, um, which I love. I, you know, because it's, it's, the media can be fucking ridiculous. Like, I I believe I saw Charlemagne gave him Donkey of the Day for that. And, uh, I mean, it's a good headline grab, or attention-grabbing headline, for sure. Um... But it seems ridiculous to me to fucking jump to the conclusion that the guy's racist because of one misspoken term. And so that's why I applaud him doubling down on the shit. And uh, today he made some other comments, only furthering, you know, he, he acknowledged the media. um, And he proceeded to say that he's black from the waist down, which I actually believe is in poor taste. Um... I just like the fact that he acknowledges the media and kinda says, fuck you. But I do think today's today's comments were in even more poor taste, like blatant poor taste. Um and I if you guys watch the press conference, I think that's kinda where he lost the audience. The audience got pretty unruly at that point. And I don't think they were really fucking with things that he was saying after that. Um <laughs> so uh And then also in today's press conference, some shit that I wanted to talk about was Mayweather's bullshit tactics of having his fucking booty gums surround Conor McGregor. Uh, So the guy fucking says, decepti what the the fuck did he say? He like said, Decepticons form or some bullshit, which is comedic in itself. And it's funny, it's for entertainment. Uh, But they- all of the huge ass fucking juiced up dudes that you always see Mayweather with if you've watched even one of these press conferences, uh, they all proceed to go across the stage and surround McGregor, um, I think it was a good move as far as intimidating him, because I think it worked, um, (laughs) but it just seems kind of petty, kind of fucking ridiculous, I mean Mayweather was off to the side when they were doing this shit, and he was dancing, and Connor was you know a bit fucking frazzled, like you know kind of startled, ready to fight um but I guess nothing's off of the table like you can really do whatever the fuck you want uh of course, they have rules like you you notice um in a couple of their face offs or one in specific, I think it was the first one. You see McGregor, or Mayweather rather, you see him turn to Dana and say, you know, it's okay, we wouldn't fuck up money, and it's clear that this is for promotional purposes to him, and, you know, to an extent, I think it is to Conor as well, but you would imagine it would be hard to keep your composure in an event like this, where you're in front of millions, you're not trying to be fucking embarrassed, um... (laughs) And you're you're just trying to embarrass the other person, but within within reason, because you notice that they don't you know, they haven't really pushed each other, they haven't done anything physically, uh, which it seems like it's come close, but but it's pretty clear the shit has turned into the WWE at this point. I mean, <laughs> all all fucking due respect to the both of them, they're doing their thing, and they're treating this like the fucking spectacle that it is, once-in-a-lifetime spectacle that it is, but, um, I don't know, this shit's pretty clearly turned into the WWE, so, uh, and no, no knocking the WWE, I've been a fan since fucking, what, my era was Stone Cold, a little bit of Triple H, um, The Rock, of course, I mean, the Hardy Boys. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The Dudley Brothers? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. That shit was my shit. But, um, I don't know. Shit's entertaining. I can't knock them for it. Alright, so the next article. uh, Kendrick Lamar let an entire arena crowd rap humble acapella for him. Uh, If you guys have the chance, or if you check this out, the shit's fucking amazing. Uh, it's goddamn beautiful, like... And this was in Phoenix, too, which is, like, two hours from me, so I should have fucking been there, uh, but I wasn't, and, uh, how odd is it that Travis is on, on tour with Kendrick, like, that's odd to me, is that odd to you guys, um, it just seems like their styles don't immediately mesh, but, um, it's a dope tour, nonetheless, I'm a huge fan of both of them, um, I think Travis is one of the greatest live performers of our time like his stage design is just the atmosphere it creates is I mean it's fucking amazing like it creates a moment it's not the music almost becomes secondary or it's it's a huge part in creating the setting but it's it almost takes a back seat and and his vision really fucking comes to life um but if you guys get a chance, check out this fucking video. It's insanely dope, and I love that there are artists like Kendrick getting so much love these days because it's such lyrical shit. And, uh, and the thought that we can have that in the era that we have, you know, uh, the quote-unquote mumble rap and, you know, just music that more so sets a vibe rather than has a lyrical content the, the contrast is fucking insane, and the variety is, I mean, we're fucking spoiled, man, uh, all right, so the next article, or not, not so much an article, I just wanted to talk about the XXL Freshman Freestyles, so, (laughs) they released a video of the first set, which was, um, who was it, Aminé. Uh, Kyle and a boogie, and Kyle's freestyle has been the best so far, in my opinion. Um, you guys, let me know who you think was the best, because other than Kyle's, all all of it has been pretty much shit to me, man. Like, don't get me wrong, Kyle's was just uh, it wasn't anything too crazy, but it had substance. Like, there were lyrics that fucking mattered and. He he rapped some dope shit. Um I can't think of any lines right now, but like the the more recent video there was Playboy Cardi, Made in Tokyo, Ugly God, and XXX Tentacion. And uh I'm a I'm not a huge fan of Playboy Cardi, but obviously Magnolia goes off anywhere. Um Made in Tokyo, just okay. Like his his whole catalogue. I mean, it's hit or miss. Um <clears throat> but ugly god, so he raps in a traditional freestyle style. Like, so if that matters to you, which is kinda like where does that apply in today's current rap game, I don't think it does. Like, I would much rather you spit a clear written that has substance rather than You know, just somewhat rhyming, or even if you find a dope cadence, like, if you're not saying shit, I don't care too much, it it does take a talent, and, and that's clear, uh, but I just don't think that talent applies too much, I would much rather hear the talent that it takes to construct a dope verse, um, but if you guys check this fucking video out, this most, this most recent cipher, with... Cardi, uh... XX, Ugly God in Tokyo. Fucking... (laughs) XX, man. He's sitting in the back the whole fucking time, right? And... He's just looking down at the floor. And looking over at the camera. Mind you, there's one MC rapping. The two other MCs are in spotlights. Just vibing out. Like normal fucking human beings. (laughs) And... And you have XX just like You you know some creepy shit's coming You know some shit's coming So it gets to him He fucking has Metro cut the beat And he walks up to the camera Kneels And proceeds to spit this verse About like some super demonic shit I mean what the fuck did he say He said some shit about Death will be plentiful I won't spare any of you peasants or Some shit like that i mean (laughs) it completely kills the vibe and uh (laughs) i don't know i applaud the the difference here like i applaud that it's something new something different i guess ultimately it's just funny i mean because i recently listened to xx's album his revenge album or ep i think it's an ep technically but i listened to that recently and um I'm actually a pretty big fan of it. I like that he he's bringing this like almost rap rock sound it's I mean it was extremely aggressive uh there' with the exception of a couple songs there's like two or three that are slower and they're more depressing songs I guess but uh I'm excited to see what we're going to hear from XX because at the very least, regardless of if you like him or you don't, I think XX is extremely entertaining. So, I mean, I guess we'll just see what the future brings. But the next story that I wanted to talk about was there being a lot of speculation around Tyler the Creator's sexuality. So, in case you guys are unaware, Uh, Tyler's upcoming album, Scumfuck Flower Boy, recently leaked, and a lot of the people who have downloaded it are dissecting it, and there's a lot of speculation, because I guess on multiple songs there are some pretty sus lyrics, and uh, there's one in particular, it's called Garden Shed. And the lyrics read, all my friends lost, they couldn't read the signs, I didn't wanna talk and tell them my location, and they ain't wanna walk. Truth is, since a youth kid thought it was a phase, thought it'd be like Frank, poof, gone, but it's still going on. And people are also accusing Tyler of trolling because there's those lyrics and then there's, I believe, another song that Tyler says Something to the effect of, I've been kissing white boys since 2002, or some shit like that. Now that, to me, sounds more like a Tyler troll line. You know, kind of like for shock factor. Uh, but this garden shed there, it honestly sounds like well thought out, well put together. And I don't know if he would troll on that level. I mean, you can never underestimate Tyler. But let's say that it does happen. I mean... Um, I'm extremely happy. I think it's going to be dope to see, you know, just yet another voice for uh, that demographic. I think uh, we're in some weird times because I think gay rights are human rights, and uh, but we're in an odd time where people are coming around. There's been a lot of progress. But at the same time, those people that think they're progressive quote-unquote, right, they are like, that's great, and I'm happy for you, but just don't bring it around me, and that's still discrimination, you know, like, that's still pretty fucked up, so, uh, ultimately, I mean, obviously, Tyler's happiness is all that matters, but ultimately, if it is true, I mean, one, it doesn't fucking matter, like, it doesn't affect the, the way I view his art or anything like that. Uh, and two I think it can only bring good to the world Um, because I I was watching an interview I think it was on YouTube it was with a uh, (coughs) excuse me a UK DJ I believe or talk show host and he had asked Tyler about his thoughts on a openly gay rapper and Tyler was just kind of like yeah what about it like it's you know, his art his art, it would be unaffected, you know, what he does in his personal life doesn't really, should not affect the way that you view his art, Um, which has me wondering if Tyler will make an official statement, because I feel like he's going to be super passive about it, and just kind of be like, yeah, what about it, you know, in, in true Tyler fashion, so, that's going to be interesting to see um and i'm extremely excited to listen to the album myself i've not listened to the leak i never listen to leak projects i would rather listen to them as the artist intended you to and you know mix and master that exact way and in that exact track list uh so i don't know i'm extremely excited for the scumfuck album all right, so the next story is ASAP Rocky signing with Under Armour. I'm extremely excited about this uh, for a couple of reasons. One, just because I'm excited to see what ASAP brings to the table because he's so in tune with, you know, current design. And he just, uh, you know, he always wears the freshest shit. And he's done a couple of collaborations you know most notably probably his collaboration with guests which i thought was insanely dope um but i'm excited to see what he does with footwear or something of that nature or just something where he has complete creative control from the ground up which i do think he had with guests but it was just the freshest shit to bring back vintage guests So I'm excited to see what he does. It doesn't seem like all people are excited. I've actually heard most people, whether it be in YouTube videos or on podcasts, I've heard most people talking about uh, Under Armour basically being, you know, unrevivable, like that shit's just dead. And so Under Armour is, they do well on a performance level. Like they're a, a valid competitor on a performance level, but as far as design, it's pretty universally understood that Under Armor has shit designs so uh, but i'm I'm super hopeful, I'm excited uh, I and mean, we let's let's not forget that when Ye switched to Adidas from Nike, everyone was like, "What the fuck? No one's gonna be wearing Adidas." like adidas are shit uh now flash forward what fucking it's gotta be what three or four years from the signing or from the switch uh and now everyone nmds ultra boost you know that shit's everywhere uh yeezys of course have flooded the market so i mean i'm happy and hopeful to see what asap rocky brings to the table uh, all right, next I wanted to talk about the Black China and Rob Kardashian drama. So, this is a little close to center for where I would typically like the podcast to be, like topic wise, but it was just interesting to me, and I wanted to give my take on it because I don't feel like that take was being heard. So, from my understanding, Black Chyna sent a photo to Rob, right? And it was, like, some slick shit, like, just chilling. And it was a picture of her in their bed with another dude, which is, you know, extremely fucked up. But, um, and so Rob's reaction, I don't know if it was just from that provoking him. But Rob's reaction was to leak nudes of China online, and uh, you know I think there was you know some titty pics, some pussy pics. But if if you guys are unaware, they have a child, and Rob. So this is where my dilemma comes in because it seems like the consensus is like China's the boss in this situation, which I do think she is, cause just by definition. If a dude did that shit and got, you know, a house, cars, and fame out of the shit, he would under, like, by definition, be considered a boss. So for a chick to do it and be talked shit about seems extremely uh, just one-sided to me. I think that she's a boss as well in that sense, but it is fucked up in the sense that, like, that's that's that dude like the mother of his child and the consensus is that Rob got played right because he wifed a stripper or had a baby rather by a stripper and essentially it's a stripper doing stripper shit right but I kind of feel like like what if that shit did happen though like what if you had a chance one night like with China? Like, any fucking dude would take her up on that and <laughs> say it did. You you fucked up. And, uh, he, you know, she ended up being knocked out. Okay, well, you know, now she's going to have your kid. Now what do you do? I don't think it's as simple as saying, you know, like, Rob fucked up. Oh, you know, I think it's got to be extremely difficult for him because he's gone through a lot of bullshit and uh hopefully he just learns from the shit and i think ultimately it's setting him up to rebound so i hope he comes back either with some type of clothing or, or just some type of brand you know and and just blows that shit up and becomes successful through that avenue or rather devotes his energy to that because if you wallow in the drama and the fucking slums of the shit that shit will consume you and, and so I do genuinely worry about Like Rob I I think that You know <laughs> I mean shit's fucked up for the dude So I don't know I just don't think many people are sympathizing With him cause they're just like Oh well don't wife a fucking stripper right Or or rather have a baby by a stripper Which I get but let's say that you did Fuck up and it happened I mean You'd be pissed at the bitch for doing this shit and and on China, like, that's no way to fucking conduct yourself as a mother, right? Like, that shit is, is gross. But, I don't know. I wish the best to them. I hope, as I said, I hope Rob rebounds. And uh, to China, you know, kudos. You fucking came out on top, right? you know. And uh, I guess that's it for that topic. But I just wanted to voice that opinion because I felt like you know, Snoop and, and everyone was talking about, oh, well, that, you know, motherfucker, what, what did you expect? So, like, I don't know. I guess that's it for the podcast, guys, for the initial uh, episode. I will leave links to all of the social media in the description. Uh, if you guys gave this a chance and you're still listening, thank you. Uh, I'm insanely grateful. And keep coming back, like, give, you know, give me a couple more listens, give me a couple more chances, uh, I'll, i promise I'll only get better, and the content will only get better as you guys interact, as I said, send, you know, questions, uh, constructive feedback, uh, just comments, topics that you want me to talk about, um, I'm trying to grow this shit, and there's, there's really no limit. So, all right, I guess with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Abstract Audio Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm out.